Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your books. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, founder of the Author Incubator, Dr. Angela Loria. Well, hey, everybody. (laughs) You caught me right as I was coughing. And this is going to be a super fun show because I have some sort of chest infection that is going to join us for the show. I hope you will welcome my little phlegmy bug. Um, And I am so excited this week on Book Journeys. We are going to be talking to one of my favorite authors, Jackie McDaniels. Jackie is the author of Daughters on Duty, and she is going to talk today about uh, about her book journey and really share with you guys some some tips. I think not just about this book for her, but really about her writing journey in general. So we're going to talk about a bunch of things on this show, um, but really about how being an author um, is an evolving process and owning your authority and the areas where you have authority and identifying those areas where you are an expert is maybe looks a little different on the inside than on the outside. So, um, so yeah, so welcome to Jackie McDaniels. Jackie, hi, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Thanks for having me, Angela. Awesome. Well, I am going to uh, put my line on mute and and cough for a few minutes while you tell us all. Um, Tell us a little bit about Daughters on Duty. What's the book about and who is it for? Well, the book is about my journey in caring for my, first my in-laws and then my mother in their later years as they needed help and some of the trials and tribulations that I went through, lessons I learned uh, along the way. Um, that I really wanted to share with others that perhaps it wouldn't be such a difficult journey for them. I wrote it for those that are just beginning their journey um, with elder care. Those that have been in it for a while have kind of been through the the battles and, and like me, learned as they went along. But... Um, mm. I'm hoping that that those and there are a lot of them, a lot of millennials, a lot of you know younger people that are you know finding themselves in the position of being a family caregiver and really not prepared for what they find. They've been healthy and you know not around hospitals and how hospitals work, and it can be very frustrating. Yeah. So, but this wasn't your first. Um, writing journey, right? You have been, have you considered yourself a writer before this book? Oh, absolutely. Uh, A hobby writer. (laughs) Um, I write for pleasure. I like recounting uh, vacations. I journal on vacations often so that I can, you know, have a story left behind. Uh, I have a Mm. group of friends that uh, we've shared near 40 years together, and I've written a few stories along the way that I've shared with them, and poetry, and, you know, it's something that's in my blood. My grandmother was a teacher, and I have a great aunt who was a writer, and so I come by it honestly. So 
I love it. So for you, I think a lot of people are in that exact position. Like they love writing. Like I always use this example. I don't know if ever anybody else feels this way, but for me, like even if it was writing a birthday card out for somebody, like I always prided myself on, you know, writing a, a, maybe a longer heartfelt message than just, you know, happy birthday, love Angela. Um, uh-huh. Whether it's, you know, writing a birthday card or a poem for somebody's birthday or um, doing a little more than just a travel journal. Like I think a lot of people feel an affinity towards writing as creative expression, um, but getting that to a finished book is a goal that they, you know, maybe have a challenge getting to that goal. It's like a, a dream off in the future, um, so I'm just wondering for you, what was different? What do you think were some of the things that were different with this writing experience that it became a book? Um, I went into it a little bit differently in that when I became aware of the Delicious Book Program, I looked at it as an education for how I could get past the uh, several different iterations of my uh, book that I had started about my girlfriends and, you know, get 20 pages along and that's as far as I got. Mm-hmm. I knew I needed some kind of structure to make it happen. And so I found the program and decided to go at it with something that I knew, something that I'd lived for a long time that would be easy for me to build, you know, the lesson around. And, it was a just a different view of going about it. And the process, I mean, the support and everything was just, you know, the ticket. Mm. So do you think for you support and accountability, were they missing on other, you know, writing things that you'd done? Or? Absolutely, because I was doing it all within my own little bubble. I mean, I you know, mm. I didn't have people that were reading them for me other than, you know, my husband or a friend or two. Um, so I needed to get outside of my own little bubble and find a team that could help me make this happen because it's really hard to do it all by yourself in a bubble. Yeah, I think that's absolutely huge. So what are some of uh, what are some of the things that you wish that you knew before, maybe that you know now that you've completed a book that would affect your other writing? Um, I guess a lot of it is, is the planning part and um, knowing what you're going to do when you actually start writing. Um, if, uh, maybe a million times I've heard you say the you know, first thing that you, you know, mistake you made is to start writing before you plan it out. And that was huge because once the outline was done and I could look at it as a whole, um, I knew where the beginning, middle, and end were, and then I could fill in the facts and the stories within that framework, and it made all the difference. Hmm. That and, and also you... knowing... Go ahead. And also knowing who I was writing it for, the exercises of, of finding an ideal reader and writing it to you know, an individual person as I was going through the writing process instead of globally. Mm-hmm. And have you applied that to other writing since your book? Oh, absolutely. 
So how? Yeah, and I'm what still kind working, of, still working on my girlfriend book a little at a time, and you know, putting those practices, you know, in place as I go along. And so, what is it? What has it changed about the way that you used to write and the way that you write now? Um, I guess it's just a process, and that there's more pieces to it than just you know pen to paper and understanding the story to begin with gives it more life and makes it easier to make it interesting because the framework is there and you're just filling in all the good parts. Mm, I love that. That's awesome. All right, so let's talk about um uh let's talk about your project uh with uh Daughters on Duty. For you, how did you pick that topic? Because obviously you've been thinking about, you know, other other topics. So how did you end up right. landing on that one? Well, um, I kind of decided it was my 10,000-hour thing. It's, for nearly 15 years off and on, I've been doing pieces and parts of it. And so it was something I knew really well. And it was something that I felt needed to be shared because there were um, – there are lots of people that in, are in my position. So that made it kind of, so you know, I a no-brainer. I wonder if you would recommend that. So if there's somebody who has, you know, sees themselves as a, as a writer and would want to finish your book, and maybe they have other books in mind, um, I'm wondering if you would recommend thinking about it from this, you know, 10,000-hour perspective. What's the thing you know best to really learn Learn the process by doing it. Mhm. I, I mean, it worked great for me um, because I can look at my other writing since then in a totally different way. Yeah. And did you still run into writer's block or having trouble focusing? I did at times. I mean, not so much focus, but you know, there were times that I'd look at a blank page and. Um, you know, change the first sentence ten times and not really know where I was going with it once I sat down to write. But if I went back to the outline, maybe picked a different topic or chapter on the outline um, that would spark my inner author at that moment, or I go do research, which I really like doing. I confess to wasting a lot of time doing research that I never really used because I enjoy that process of learning. Um, but that mm. would then spark something that I would then, okay, this goes in this place, and then it would kind of get me going. And so what were, how was, how was that different maybe than writer's block you'd experienced in the past? Was it because you had the outline there? I think that was a lot of it, yes, is because I knew, and I didn't have to do it. Having the outline there didn't mean that I had to do it chronologically starting with chapter one and going to the end that, you know, they were, because they had topics of their own, they were self-contained, even though there needed to be flow between them. Um, that's what made it easier for me. I see. Okay. Um, so let's talk about advice that you, um, that you might have for the writing phase. And then we'll talk a little bit, um, we'll talk a little bit about publishing and marketing as well. But for the writing phase, 
What advice would you give to somebody who really wants to um, publish a book but they haven't been able to finish it? What are some of the things, maybe somebody who, like you, saw themselves as a writer, you know, sees themselves as a writer, but hasn't been able to get it done? Um, A lot of it with the writing is finding time, making time. Um, I happen to work well in bits and pieces, and I think understanding when your creative time is and how you work um, makes a big difference. And for me, I could take a half hour here, an hour there, and spend some time on it um, and not necessarily spend a whole day or you know several hours at a time just banging away at it. But everybody's different, so you have to find where you're productive, you know, your most productive time and, and comfortable with writing at that time. Yeah, I totally love that advice. Totally true. For you, what's the best thing to come out of having written this book? Wow. It it really, really took on a life of its own. I mean, I went into it as like, uh, this is my education to write my other book that I always wanted to write. But I surprised myself and was so pleased with the outcome that uh, I immediately had to have print versions and... Um, have gone on and talked to some uh, community folks about a program that I found out about in the process of writing the book called File of Life, which um, is for first responders coming into a home um, where someone may not be able to answer all the medical questions that they need answers to to treat them well. And so this program gets that information to those first responders. And then also uh, I was very privileged to have my book included as part of the curriculum for an elder care management course at Washington State University as uh, required reading for the students to understand the consumer's point of view and what families go through before they get to um, an assisted living place and and that there's a lot more to the story before that. things I never would have expected happening out of it when it all started. And it's, you know, continuing. Um, At this point, I'm hoping to perhaps do a class at the community college uh, after hours class in their uh, program uh, for people that are just starting to realize that mom and dad are failing. What do I do now? Hmm. That's so awesome. I love all of that. So let's talk about your um let's talk about publishing and marketing. Once your book was done, um why don't you talk a little bit about your experience publishing, what for you um what were some of the the bigger challenges uh that you faced to get your book published? Um well once we got it it was written and you know all of that. I mean I for me, I'm not a real good email person as far as doing like big email campaigns and all. Um, so trying to figure out a way to get it out to the people that I wanted to find, you know, to see it um, was a challenge for me and not knowing where they were and how to reach them and not wanting to send three or four emails a week saying, buy my book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's yeah, I get that. So that's been a challenge. So, but in the process of the last year, what I think I've learned is that the best way for me, and I think for a lot of others, is a 
instead of looking at it as my book, I look at it as my message. And the book is along for the ride. It gives me credibility and it gives me an opportunity to talk to people where they understand that I do know what I'm talking about and gives me an opportunity to reach more people on a local level, which ultimately I really feel will spread out as, as people understand what's in there and more people need the information. So did you um did you do you did you oh, let me see how I want to ask this question. Do you feel <laughs> different now that you're an author? Like when you talk about uh when you talk about this topic, do you feel like people see you with a different level of credibility because you're an author? Absolutely. Um it's an odd feeling. <laughs> um, and it, it's actually something that, that you, you know, you, you kind of have to grow into. And I, knowing you know, some of the other authors that have published through you and, and some of the communications that you see, it's, it's a process of going to, you know, through that and then realizing that, you know, as things start to happen, people really do look at you differently. And mm. you start to look at yourself differently as well. Um, I'm kind of in a place now where my mother is now in a group home and where I spent so much of my time meeting her needs, her needs are now being met there. And so it gives me an opportunity to be able to take my message out and be able to do something more with it that's going to affect a lot more people. And I'm Mm -hmm. more confident about that because I wrote the book. And how do you think, like, do people, do you, is it that you get called back? Do people just react? How do you know, um, you know, how do you know that book has affected your credibility? What are some of the things that have happened that that, get, that tipped you off? Just being places um, into, like, the uh, assisted living places that I've been in and out of and being introduced to somebody and, you know, this is Jackie McDaniel. She wrote this great book on you know, taking care of your elders. And so, I mean, very often, you know, if it's someone that I know, they're introducing me to someone else, um, that will be part of the introduction. Wow. So it's, it's pretty out there. <laughs> very cool. That's very cool. And so um, what what do you think is different about being a published author uh, and having written and published a book, what do you think is different than you expected it to be in the years that you were thinking about it? I didn't expect it to change me as much as it did. Um, the reality of being able to look at myself as a published author, um, having had other family members publish books and so forth, it was like, oh, cool, I'm, you know, that was pretty nice to be con- included in that group. Um, like I said, it, it's a process, and the more that my message gets out and the more that the book grows, um, the more it changes. So it, it's it's a continuing thing, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's totally true. And I do think the thing that we don't talk about very much um, is just how much the authors themselves are born by their books. We're so focused, I think, on getting getting your book done um, that no one's really expecting how much they'll change and kind of evolve to their next, you know, their next level of being in a way. Yes. Uh, I know that yes, absolutely. I've seen, I've seen that seen over that. and over again. 
Yeah, and I'm sure you do. I mean, I've seen it just, like I said, in the few authors that I've met through Difference Press and through you, I've really seen changes in them in the years since we published our books and where people have gone. It's very interesting. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, what do you think? Um, you've talked about accountability um, and, uh, you know, and, and getting uh, accountability in terms of getting your book done and the importance of that. So what do you recommend for accountability? What do you think were the parts of our program that maybe helped you with that? Or um, what would you recommend to people in order to be held accountable in that way? Well, you know, part of it, you know, doing the outline the way that we did it, you know, there was a certain number of pages attached to each part of the outline with the date. So we, you know, setting my own date for when I expected to have it done. And, uh, but if you don't, you know, have, you know, just having someone else that you know well that's like, I'm writing this chapter and, you know, I need to, you know, I, I need an account, accountability buddy. And uh, if you can find somebody that, you know, maybe also is writing and, um, you know, swap what you've written or at least be accountable for, say, yes, I wrote my 2,000 words or whatever your commitment was. Um but I think by putting it, like I said, in the outline with the number of pages that I thought the each section would be and how long I thought it would take me, you know, it was out there, so I worked towards that. And I think that made a huge difference, you know, even if I hadn't had Kate on the other end of the line wondering where my copy was. <laughs> hmm Yeah, a lot of people are resistant to that because they're like, well, I won't know how long it can be until I write it. But you actually do. You know, at the and end of the change. day, you could pick a number, and it could change. But just putting a number there and taking a guess is so much more powerful than saying, "Like, well, I'll figure it out when I get to it." Right, right. Knowing that, you know, as I, you know, especially on a day when I was on a roll, and I put through, you know, a couple thousand words pretty quick, it was like, "Oh, okay, well, that's doable." Right. Um. So anything else about your experience with your book journey that you think it would help people to know or understand maybe why this time was different, uh, why you think it worked? I guess a big part of it was that I made the investment in myself. For, you know, I, I the time investment, the money investment, um, I'd really never valued myself enough, and that doesn't sound right because that's not really what I mean, but to make that kind of commitment, both time and money. Um, you know, I had talked to my husband about it, that I want to do this. I need to carve out the time. I need to make the investment. Um, yet it was a gift to me. It's something that I've never done to that degree. And if you've got a story in you, you deserve to give yourself that gift. Yeah, that to me is the that's the highlight reel for this for this episode. If you've got your if you've got a story inside you, you deserve to give yourself that gift. And I think about how many people who just let time keep picking on and and give that up when they don't have to. I mean, in the end of all the you know thinking that you have been doing about writing a book in the end, how long did it take you to get your book written and published? Now, to have it done in three months was just a 
a whirlwind. It went by so fast. Yeah. And and this is what I tell people is like writing and publishing a book doesn't take that long. You know, wondering if you're good enough or have enough to say or, you know, like there's a lot. You could spend a lot of time doing a lot of things other than writing a book, but when you're oh, yeah. really focused on getting that result, um, it's pretty quick. Yep. So I love that you uh, I love that you had that experience. Daughters on Duty is Jackie McDaniel's book. So if you are somebody who has helped with elder care, or if you know somebody who has been in the position to help a loved one um, through ongoing medical situations, you have to get this book. It's got really practical tactical things to do as well as a lot of the the mindset work, a lot of the work that you need to do on yourself with not just taking care of yourself through a crisis because everyone will tell you that, but they're not looking at, you know, the amount of things you have to do in that time. So Jackie really takes you through the whole process. You can find Daughters on Duty at Amazon.com. Jackie, do you also have a website? I do, uh, com. Great. So you can find out more about Jackie at JackieMcDaniels.com. You can get Daughters on Duty at Amazon.com. And one of the things I love about Jackie's story is that she really made herself this time the hero of her book journey. And so often on our book journeys, we are the victim, the victim of not enough time, the victim of not good enough writer, the victim of your mean third grade teacher, whoever whoever it is that you on your book journey choose to be a victim of, people, uh, agents not accepting your proposal, whatever it is. But on her book journey for Daughters on Duty, Jackie made herself the hero of her book journey. And if you head over to Page Up Podcast, um, that's pageuppodcast.com, um, we are at episode 13 this week, and it is um, this episode is called How to Make Yourself the Hero of Your Book Journey. So one of the ways their book and people who talk about their book is knowing how to put yourself at the center of that story. Jackie said it on the call today. She said, I realized this was a topic I had 10,000 hours of experience on. She owned that position of expert. And, of course, now you can see she's evolved and she owns it even more. And she's really stepped into that role of expert on, on a number of levels that her, her book is being used in curriculums. And so once you believe it and can see that it's true, it can become even more true. So I encourage you to head over to pageuppodcast.com. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and listen to today's episode um, or this week's episode, which is all about how to make yourself the hero of your book journey Jackie, I am so grateful to you for sharing your story with us all today and for sharing your book with the world. Thank you for being here. And thank you for having me. It was good to talk to you. Awesome. And we will be back next week on Book Journeys Radio, and we'll catch you then, changing the world, one book at a time. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.